Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation time for driven radio show hey there car fiends welcome to driven radio show coming to you from the great car show at the liberty memorial in kansas city live at least for us does i think i accidentally called it the great american car show there are a lot of great american cars here but it is the great car show yes it it is is. is. well i i would have suspected with the uh two audis and bmw staring us in the face (laughs) it would be apparent wouldn't it it would be so apparent the kind kind of american they were sold here uh (laughs) that's what you think (laughs) i thought today the weather was going to be just god awful it was supposed to be it rained overnight and it was supposed to be 95 degrees which i'm pretty sure you can cook pasta in oh yeah in this humidity you can but the clouds have stayed out it's kept the sun off of us we've got a pretty nice breeze i have a fan blowing air up my crotch (laughs) (laughs) this is this is really not bad this has turned out very nice and uh good crowds lots of people walking by people checking in with us we had a jim and his buddy stop by to tell us they listen every week and jim thank you by the uh, way and jim has a 69 gto by the way that's super cherry it's on his shirt yeah it was cool to hear about it's like oh dude i should get my car on my shirt your car wouldn't fit on two shirts. Oh. <laughs> That's Vanzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Corey brought the urban assault vehicle. It's behind us here. And as much crap as we give Corey about this, hey, it's got a place in the shade for us to sit down, and he's got AC and a cooler and a grill. And, you know, it, we. It's wicked cool. Power. We might be cooking later. Come on by. Have a crappy van dog. <laughs> Just too pretty out here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very. Pleasantly surprised with the way the weather turned out. I, I, I was trying hard this morning to talk Mark and Corey out of this because I thought oh, yeah, it was going to be That phone call at 6.30 this morning was more of a plea yeah. than a, hey, are, are you ready? They're like, don't make me do this. Can I please go back to sleep? Can I please? And look at us in this beautiful day with beautiful vehicles surrounding us. Yeah, well, Mark gave me a pep talk. Shut up, you wuss. Drink some coffee. Get <laughs> in and for out my dad. Of, get in and out of the shower and get, get yourself prepared because you're not going to be dry all day and let's roll and let's get the hell out of here so i uh i jumped i threw a bunch of stuff in the pickup and i went to pick up mark and we were at least cool driving down here ac in the truck's nice and cold works well but we got everything set up and hey we're here Uh, we have to thank kansas city auto museum for inviting us out yes thank you very much and yeah very cool very cool and they they just let us set up wherever we wanted to and do whatever we wanted to. Thank you very much to everybody. Yes. And if, if you want to see more of the museum uh, on YouTube uh, channel, Craving Cars, the latest video put out is a cars and coffee event that was happening at the museum. So I got a quick little walk around. If you want to see what they're all about, it is a very, very cool place. And, you and if you've never this, been there yet. Say it isn't so. I, you know what? I, I do that once in a while. Oh. Well, we can hear the uh, the souped up, souped out VW. What yeah, the, the, the modified exhaust. Yeah, we got the, a, uh, is that a Jetta Golf GTI? The, the GTI. sewer the sewer pipe GTI rumbling by. <laughs> Speaking looking. of which, aside from this gentleman, done anything in cars and motorcycles this week? 
we did check out a show. I did I did go to a show last weekend on a Sunday, and it was uh, it was the thing to help celebrate uh, kids in cars. So, nice. Oh, very cool. Uh, they, and there's a all, kids in cars tent right yep, across yep, the right. way from us. We did a little thing with with them, and it was just really cool. Uh, and it was the CEO's birthday. He's turned seven. Turn seven. <laughs> yeah, he's a big time. Yeah, he's the coolest CEO of any car club I've ever met. So it was uh, it was very cool going out and well, uh, shooting a little video for that for his birthday. Anytime the CEO will invite you to come play with his cars and trucks with him. There you go. Yeah, done. Right. Very cool. They even had a race, Mr. Groves. I yeah. I am learning more and more about what a sewer Facebook marketplace is. Uh, I don't mind getting on my get hip laters and getting into it, but uh, uh, you got just, spoiled. Just, on the first sale on the first motorcycle and the motorcycle trailer yeah and now you've got every weirdo under the sun oh the uh, uh yeah showing up for the kawasaki um it is I, I would just highly recommend if you're gonna you know make an appointment to go see somebody let them know if we, you're not gonna show had we been thinking just we should have brought it down here and put a for sale sign on it. oh that's too funny <laughs> you know that would have worked. Yeah, that probably would have. That, that would have worked in this crowd. It has a very classic look, and you can find it on Facebook Marketplace if you do it in Kansas City. I delivered the Moogglide to Muffy Bennett. Oh, stuck that on a Muffy. truck and, and shipped that, and she should be receiving that uh, any day now. By the time everybody else hears this, uh, she'll have it in hand. That's out. My garage is starting to look a little bit empty. Yeah, it, there's a lot more room in there between the uh, the bikes and then the bike well, stuff that you let go of, and you know you were kind enough to share with me. Well, yeah, uh, let's let's recap. Ago, or a year ago, uh, a couple months ago, sold the Impala, sold the '61 bubble top, sold Ronda's GTO. Wow, gave the Navigator to the oldest daughter, sold the Moogglide. Uh, Dude, I'm I'm down to a reasonable number of cars and motorcycles. Well, you did you did refill one of the spaces spaces with a Cayenne, right? Well, yeah, but that's that, that was back in February. We were up to eight that's, cars and that's two like motorcycles. So two months ago. So, so what's the actual count now then? Uh, five cars. One of them is Jaden's. So her crap box Buick doesn't really count, and uh, the one gray Harley left. Wow. The, oh, are we trying to get down even further? No, no, I, no. And here's the thing: I've been so much in the mode for shopping for cars and motorcycles for so many years that now I'm I'm still shopping them, and I can't stop. And, <laughs> and the whole goal of selling all this was to have less crap to take care of and uh, to ensure hobby and to, to addiction. It's it's so bad. Honest to God, it is. It's that. What is it? The uh, not adrenaline rush. What's it called? The rush you get when you do something over and over again. It's part of having an addiction. Masturbation. No, no. (laughs) Although you're not wrong. No, there. Uh, I can't remember that, but there's this internal drug. Your body creates this hormone. Endorphin, oh, it's endorphin rush. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I sold all the stuff and I got excited about it, and I don't have to pay insurance on. I'm actually getting money back from things that I've I've sold. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like this. Uh, about Pontiac Solstice. That's a Saturn um, Pontiac Solstice. Sol- Solstice. Yep. Oh, it's a Pontiac. Yeah. yeah. Well, Pontiac and Saturn had the same car. Pontiac called it a Solstice. Saturn called it a Sky. Do you know how many of those I have looked at on Facebook Marketplace? Because uh, if you're if you're there in time, they're going for like seven thousand dollars for one that's around eighty to a hundred thousand miles. Now you can find the ones that are fifteen to twenty thousand for that, but that's those are the people trying to ride the but wave. For the, fi- of- the final year of production, they actually made those in coupes, and they made a handful of them, and they're Ugh. they're impossible to get your hands on. They, I, I'm 
sorry. They just look. I think they look great. I, Most, I do too. Uh, one do of the too. last Pontiacs that actually looked hella good. Uh, and and the Saturn version looked, I thought, a little bit more killer than even the Pontiac one. I mean, it's a little bit more squared instead of rounded. But I will say this. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were going to possibly continue making those cars, but there was only two real problems. Uh, Pontiac was no longer a company, and neither was Saturn. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> well, they uh, they look like a Mazda that's worked out really hard. Yeah, a, a, a yeah. buff, curvier Mazda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Miata that's less sexually ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a Miata. Uh, that's one too of, funny. One of those. Uh, the other thing I've done this week is I've managed to I managed to get enough time after finishing up Barrett Jackson Las Vegas coverage to drive both the Corvettes around and the 65 just barely got me home last oh, night no. before the battery decided to say uh, Elvis has left the building. So, it, but it, it wasn't in the electrics; it's just the battery. I, yeah, I stuck it on the charger overnight, and it, I went out this morning, and all it would do was click. So, I think it's time for a new battery on the 65. Yeah. Uh, I got spoiled with the 60 because it's so stupid reliable and nothing ever goes wrong with that car, or very, very rarely. And uh, the 65 is, I'm just getting it up to snuff. Uh, And it takes some getting used to it. It just takes time to figure out the eccentricities of somebody else's used car. Just to get through everything else, you know. When people restore cars, 90% of people who restore cars will cut corners on them. And when they say it's restored, it's about 85% done. (laughs) So I'm going through and finishing all the stuff and making stuff right. Nice. So, well, of course, you know, this, we are talking Brett here. And Brett, you know, when you, when you (laughs) detail a car, detail is the word. That is the important word in that whole phrase. Just because I use a microscope, that's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And they look great. I mean, when you're done, there's holy no hell. Yeah, there's and, no and we'll get through everything, and it will be just right. And I, I'll do what I do with the, the red Corvette. I'll, I'll yeah. drive it as a daily driver as much as I possibly can. But even still, you would never guess that your paint jobs on your cars are the old ones that they are after you get done with them. So they look they look very good. Thank very you. Good. That's a great compliment. I appreciate it, guys. Hey, believe it or not, even though we're out here live at the car show, we have a little bit of news to do today. Mark, what do you got? Uh, in the news, uh, from driving.ca and stacker.com, you know, we're here at the Liberty World War One Memorial. It was dedicated in 1921 here in Kansas City, and they had a plethora of uh, famous people from around the world, especially those involved. Would you say in, I uh, have a plethora? CFA. You have a plethora. Even General Pershing <laughs> came to Kansas City to dedicate this uh, memorial. Now, this was 1921, and new in cars in 1921. It was brand new from a great company that had started just four years earlier, the Lincoln Car Company. It was the L-Series. Who are they? Henry Leland was a designer for Cadillac before 1917, and in that year, he started the Lincoln Motor Company. He was building airplane engines for the Allied forces in World War I, and after the war ended, uh, he and his son Wilfred moved Lincoln into the high-end automaking business. So they had started as Lincoln, and they were making mainly, you know, uh, roadsters and and topless coupes. Wow. And so... Navigators. uh, when they <laughs> navigated, and when they moved uh, post-war, they decided, okay, it's time we upped our game and made some really pretty stuff. Their first cars, open-air convertibles. 1920, they started building closed cars, including a super luxury model, the L Series. 1920. Now, when this automobile was announced to the public, the company soon had 1,500 orders just lickety-split, and that was back before That's social impressive. media. 
That's I mean, really that's advertising in newspapers. I, did, I didn't think there was ever a time before social media. I know how weird it is. Social media was people talking to each other oh. face to face. I have well, a comment on that. There also that. was a it's lot weird. less people then too. Yeah. <laughs> so there wasn't fewer, there wasn't even much fewer. that social to media too. So the plan was to produce 20,000 cars in 1920 to 21. The L series was a chauffeur-driven limousine. It had mm. a large rear compartment with pull-down blinds. You had reading lights. There was a hidden microphone for the dictograph transmitter so passengers could give instructions to the chauffeur without having to wind down the window. Oh uh, my. That was in, in 19 what? Uh, yeah, 1920. You would oh you know my. press on it and uh, Charles would you please take a left at the Thrifty Burger? Yeah, I'm feeling like famished. Well, we yeah. ran out of a great Poupon. Actually, yeah, the speaker was right behind the driver's head in built into the car seat. And it took about two uses for the driver to stuff his <laughs> socks in that thing. Yes, uh, we'll certainly drive there with his finger flipping right behind the seat. Which gave you the teacher's voice on Charlie Brown. Now, it also had hidden jump seats. It had an air compressor built in with hose for inflating the tires and even a portable trouble light. Oh, my. Wow. They thought of a lot of things. It sat on a 130-inch chassis, was powered by a 357 V8 producing, in 1920. Producing 14 horsepower. Pretty close, 90. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it pushed this monster down the road. They listed for $6,600. Now, oh, of course, wow. in our in money, that doesn't sound that much. 1920 money, that's huge. No, think that about is it. huge. That'd be a couple hundred grand now. A 1921 Ford Model Easy. T sold for 415 Dollars. Yeah. I was about to so, say in 1969 you could buy a Corvette for less than that, brand new. Yeah, yeah. This was this was almost a, a Zio what, what six four. Um, unfortunately, when they they said the car put the car out there, 1,500 orders immediately came pouring. They think they're going to make 20,000 of them in a year. There was a five month delay between taking the orders and delivery of the first car. Ooh. And the excitement. Yeah. Huh. Now, Sad trombone. There was a second exacerbating part that a number of vehicle makers have run into uh, in recent years. Supply chain. No, a country is hit by a recession. Oh. So suddenly there's yeah. a glut of cars and nobody buying them. Yeah. Right. Of those 1,500 orders, only 101 were delivered. Oh. The rest of them cancel. No wonder Henry oh was able to God. pick that company up. Yeah. Sales yeah. were so disappointing, the company ran into financial difficulties, and they were forced to sell to Ford Motor Company. So Henry and Henry Jr. Uh, made it the luxury vehicle star in its line. Now, well, today... Yeah. Way to go, Hank. Uh, the, the epitaph, the footnote. Today, as far as most uh, auto researchers can find, there's only one of those 1921 Lincoln L series in existence. Where? Uh, it's in Canada. Oh, Canada! Uh, say, is it here at the show? It's, no. it's their fault. <laughs> and it's, it's all their fault. <laughs> and they get to keep it? What uh, the heck? That was the L series with the C on the model, ah. not the W on the motor. Oh. Um, its owner is doing a slow and painstaking uh, rest- restoration job. Did you say painstaking? Did I? No. It sounded I'm, I'm a little, I'm it sounded, a little bubbly. It, it, it sounded uh, pretty staking to me. I, I am so distracted. You know painstinking. painstinking. It's the it same is painstinking. It's hard. Uh, <laughs> some of the measures include having the company remake the cloth for the seats. There was enough. It, when he got it, it had red velvet uh, velour crap what is on the velvet? seats. They pulled that off. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> and underneath was still some of the original cloth with the original design in it. So he paid, paid a company to remake that, redid the uh, seats, and they, they've been casting new versions of the small original parts that you cannot find. So they take them and have a company redo them uh, oh. completely wow. uh, from ground up. Wow. And so this is not a cheap restow, but the thing is gorgeous. If, if they were a real luxury car, uh, they would have been velour. 
Matlock like automobiles. I find Corinthian leather, uh, bitch. <laughs> the same kind of thing you find in the day room, and you can't find the remote, and it's time for tapioca. Oh, yeah. Uh, or Herculon, because uh, it lasts forever. forever. Well, it might be Nagahide, all those poor Nagas oh, giving their all lives. Those poor Nagas. <laughs> Just a sad story. Hey, from foxnews.com and every stinking where else, Hell everybody yeah. had a story about oh, this. Sure, yeah. Finally got pricing on my Corvette Z06 and oh. some bitch. I can't afford this one either. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, when are you putting your pre-order in? Yeah, uh, yeah. As soon as one hundred and one will be delivered. As as soon as my mortgage banker approves it. <laughs> Chevrolet released the official pricing for the mid-engine coupe and convertible. The coupe starts at one hundred six three ninety five. The convertible starts at one hundred thirteen eight ninety five. I could afford that one hundred thirteen bucks with all the amenities. Be ready to to plunk down a hundred sixty thousand dollars. Oh, one sixty large. A hundred sixty oh, grand, baby, or, or so half of a real nice house. Well, Don't we all worry. We on it together. Uh, <laughs> we still couldn't afford it. No, nope. sure <laughs> Don't worry if you can still you can still get a twenty twenty three Corvette Stingray for under a hundred thousand dollars. A base hey. Corvette Stingray starts at sixty five five ninety five. That's and affordable. A, and a three LT, the totally decked out model, is a is listed at eighty four five forty five. Not bad. Yeah. And the other thing is, I keep watching them online, and they still cost a lot more than that. Uh, <laughs> but I will find a way to lay my hands on an Elkhart Blue with natural dipped interior Stingray somehow. You know, I have confidence that you can do it. You know enough people, and you... Anybody can. You know, you feed your addiction on bring a trailer, so... <laughs> yeah, my mom is so mad I showed my dad what bring a trailer was. <laughs> I'm not allowed to take him to auctions anymore. Or <laughs> nice. allowed in the house. Yeah, well, no, she'll let me in the house, but just... <laughs> don't you let your father buy any more... I think he may have... If my memory's right, he's bought four cars off Bring a Trailer. He's going to have to go to AA, oh Auctions Anonymous. Yeah, well, I yeah. think we're both going to have to go. Hi, my name is Hatfield. I buy cars on auctions. Hi, Hatfield. Hi, Hatfield. Hi. I'm the other Hatfield. I'm a facilitator. Hi, other Hatfield. Curse I, you. I'm, I'm an enabler. So, why lay out the extra money for a Z06? In a word, performance. The model swaps the traditional or the standard 495-horse pushrod 6.2-liter V8 Jeez. for a 670-horsepower, single most powerful naturally aspirated V8 ever made in a production car, 670-horsepower, 5.5-liter V8 awesome. with overhead cams God, awesome. and the exotic flat-plane crankshaft design that uh, gives you that those Ferrari tunes behind your head. Okay, so dumb long. guy here. Tell oh, me why a flat-plane is so cool again. It just is. Don't got a question. Revs. So What's they it do rev, for them? Yeah, you higher uh, revs. Uh, you get, on the, you get more peak on the Corvette, on the five and a half liter, it revs to 8,600. Jesus. It's just music. Jesus. It's, it, it's, it is mechanical music. It, it is. And it's also, the, you know, just the how how those, uh, the cranks work, uh, Mark. Yeah. Where you, where you would have like the cross plane and all the stuff that we'd have typically in America and all that stuff. They're, they're kind of like the way it hits. And, and it's, it's really like someone doing a drum roll, but they're a little offbeat. But then you go to a flat plane crank, and it's like someone's doing a, a roll, and it's like constantly 
perfect yeah, every time. It, it is. And the higher it revs, the, it just sings. Yeah. It's glorious. Nice. It does rev to 8,600 RPM oh and output sets an all-time record, like I just said, for natural, naturally aspirated V8 engines. You also get a three and a half inch wider body because it's got a force air back into that engine for it to be able to do what it does. An upgraded cooling system and brakes, plus a recalibrated magnetic ride control, adaptive suspension system. The really high price version includes a track-focused Z07 performance package available with a huge rear wing and aerodynamic downforce-producing body extensions that include carbon ceramic brakes and Michelin Cup 2R ZP tires. All of this rams you from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. And this is when the stock stingray stingray does it in 2.9. So it shaves three tenths of a second. I guarantee you feel that in your backside. Oh, yeah. Though it's huge money. The, the European supercars that it competes with cost a ton more, a way north of $200,000. Chevy hasn't announced an exact date for the start of deliveries, but it is expected to happen by this fall. Bocce balls, I'm buying lottery tickets. Oh, dude, yeah. You've got to buy this because neither one of us will be able to, and you're the only one that can talk yourself into it. <laughs> Corey I and I are out of the game, into, but uh, you. <laughs> I talked myself into this a long time ago, Jack. We, we, append, we depend upon you to do the things that we won't. Uh, well, you depend <laughs> on both. That? You yeah, depend like upon that. me to be completely irresponsible and have no retirement. <laughs> well, I mean, if someone's got to. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm going to be driving my car to the home. How will you take this in trade? <laughs> <laughs> well, from MotorTrend.com, happy uh, almost 60th birthday. Oh, it's coming. To the Mustang. It, it's coming for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, me closer than any of you guys. I will uh, say uh, the Mustang first. closer <laughs> The clo- closer uh, for the Mustang, though, than you. So, ha. Deal. Okay. For a second. Well, uh, there are some details about <laughs> this 60th anniversary Mustang. It's going to come in 2024, so not too far away. A little over a year before that one probably comes out now. My God, is I this, will be 60. Is it going to be like the, the current <laughs> Mustang? Uh, it is going to be close. Okay. So, they, it does have a new code name. It's going to be the, it's from, from the S, S550 to the S650. Uh, based on what they found so far in the spy photos and some of the leaks, there's really only seems to be some mild styling revisions, okay. uh, squintier headlamps, hexagonal grill, some new air intakes. Uh, however, with this new Mustang, there also possibly is going to be some new electrical architecture uh, involved in this. Uh, squintier headlamps. Have you noticed that that seems to be a trend on just about every car? Yeah, yeah. Look at this Audi to that Audi. Oh, yeah. And there's an any over there. Uh, but also, oh, if, you, if you're looking... Look at the Camaros. Have you seen the pictures of the, of the new Toyota uh, sport utes, the little sport utes? They're down to just little thin what looks like LED strips for headlights. Do you now. think that is because they are LED strips and they're the high performance uh, LEDs that can just, you know, just, blind you? They don't need to be this big huge thing anymore possibly. Yeah. I don't I don't know if Toyota yeah. is doing that just because they're LEDs or if it's kind of a there's a, a a term in business called fast second strategy. Meaning you let somebody else do all the R&D. Oh yeah. And then you come in right behind them with something that looks very similar to what they've done or performs oh, very similar. And a you lot just of the Toyotas, described the media company I stopped working yeah. for. <laughs> Bless their hearts. Uh, Love you dearly, but uh, damn. A lot of the uh, Toyota styling is starting to look like some of the higher end European stuff. 
Well, look at look at the look at the electric yeah. cars. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Look at all the electric cars coming out now. They got those squinty little headlights now well, too. For them, isn't that an energy saving though? Because you know you've got only energy, got three hundred miles, maybe. Yeah, or, they, or they just do it to show you it looks different from your stupid <laughs> car. Oh, no, what it is is you have to hold your fingers up in front of the headlights and go. I'm, I'm squeezing cr- your head. I'm, I'm, crashing, crashing, your, I'm <laughs> crashing your car. I'm crash, crash. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, big kids in the hall reference there. You do have to be of a particular age to get that. Sorry, right, Corey. Right. You were talking no, about no, electronics. I, I know that. What was I saying? Something yeah. about a birthday? Something and, about and, electronics. Birthday, Mustang. And horses. Oh, wait. Mustang. I, no, Mustang. I think it's the paragraph under your finger there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all good. Um, e- either way, whether they got some electrical ones, uh, the more likely they could see yeah. coming out. They're talking about over-the-air update softwares uh, and um, eight-year lifespan. On updates for electric car. What? Eight-year lifespan. So they're saying that they're going to have an electric car that's going to go eight years with full updates over the air. And then oh, it goes oh, Windows I, 7 on I it? I see. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. It, then it checks out. We won't update your car anymore. Sorry. Oh, my God. Is that is so that it's like, a, like phones right now. You get like updates for like, what, four years maybe before they no longer update security stuff. So now it's like, do you trade your phone in or do you risk it? Is and that a- Apple's Latigra or whatever their latest I'm, app operating system yeah. is. I'm going back to soup cans and string. Oh my! Well, that's one of the things you know. In that story, uh, it makes me think of the vehicles that we like to drive—the ones that you know you you love the air-cooled Porsches and you've yeah. got your Corvettes, and I like old crappy cars. And sure, they might be complicated because well, the, the only reason you like old crappy cars is because you can't afford the old cool cars yet. But you're getting there. No, I won't kid you. I love the old crappy cars. <laughs> they are. They do stick out. It's, it's like a velvet what. Elvis. Got, you can't not look at it. But um. You know, with all of that being said, they're, sometimes they're really complicated. You take an old Lincoln, and it's all these vacuum tubes, and it's just a big suction cup on wheels, and it's hellish to figure out. However, you can find stuff. You can take garden yeah. hoses. You can do things. Yeah. And what are you going to do with a computer system that doesn't function anymore? Yeah, yeah. so if, if it truly is only good for eight years, uh, we're at a car show here, and there's a lot of cars here that are well over eight years old. You know the suggestion <laughs> I <laughs> There is. You know the suggestion I have, and uh, it, n- nobody over at Ford's going to like this, but uh, you could always LS swap honestly. it. <laughs> you know what just a thought speaking of ls and getting into other powertrains go for um, it they are talking about carrying over a lot of the same stuff uh you're talking about the, the 2.3 liter EcoBoost four cylinder the five liter coyote v8 yes and for all you lovers out there in, still including a six-speed manual option but as well as you know you get the 10-speed automatic transmission uh-huh. uh now i will say Caution to the wind, or however you want to do this, but it is very possible that they may be fading the six-speed out during this model's lifespan. Yeah, this that that's no yeah. surprise to me. Yeah, uh, they've already discussed doing similar stuff with the Camaro. Whether or not they make good on that, the Corvette, you can't. You know, it's strictly that eight-speed now. You, even with the Z06, you can't get a manual. God, I wish they'd do a manual. No, is is the reason for that because they're having to reach those EPA goals and those uh, mileage goals, and no, you can do it better with the high end manual transmission's got better mileage anyway. But with the way the drivers do it, is it factually true that it gets better transmission? I, I don't know. That's probably because mo- millennials can't drive manuals. <laughs> we love you, millennials. We do. Um, there's a You're there's the many little combinations. Make with cars that, manual again. Um, like <laughs> I got the, a T-shirt that says that. They, they do talk about EPA stuff, but but they also talk to the fact of you know they want to brag and each car manufacturer wants to brag of 
Our, my car does zero to sixty faster than your car. Yeah, and mine any, does a quarter mile faster than your car. And automatics any, are just going to do it quicker. Uh, any more dual okay. clutch automatics are so much better than a manual transmission. When you want to talk about land down pure speed, and they absolutely do it. They're just quicker. They're quicker than you could ever yep. shift. They're quicker yep. than the old Formula One drivers could shift it. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. As a matter of fact, they're so good that I've you know obviously watch a lot of car stuff, but Randy. Pope, Popes? Popes. Popes. Yeah. The Pope? He even talks about when he May takes well a, when he takes a, a GT car, a Porsche GT car out on a track and he does the PDK. Yeah. He literally just puts it, he doesn't even use the paddle shifters. He literally sticks it in drive yeah. because the car can do everything faster than he can, even if he were to manually oh, paddle. You stick crazy. it in drive and you switch to sport mode yep. and you just don't touch anything. And it anything. does everything. And so really he's turning lap times as a professional quicker than he I, ever could in a I'll manual. I'll tell you what, you can do that in Ronda's Cayenne and it's the base 36 yeah. and it is quick it's it's honestly quick and it's a little sport you'd it's not supposed to be and right. nowadays you've got that you know readout huge readout screen digital screen oh, yeah. uh, on the on the dashboard itself so you could watch a cartoon while you're racing mm-hmm. i mean this is such a win-win why wouldn't you well <laughs> Why wouldn't you? you I'm know, just saying. I, I'll tell you, I will argue this. You watching a cartoon while you're driving is probably, oh. you're probably less distracted. Did you hear that scream, by the way? That was uh, the guy across the way, his Audi, somebody touched it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, well, that that's was him. Audi owners for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's still got the flashy, lighty thing on it. I so love that thing. Cool. I think that's so cool. Anyway, it, you were it, saying. No, if you were watching a cartoon while driving, you would probably be less distracted than most of the drivers uh, around you. That would at least so, keep your head face it, front. Yeah. I will go back to my original quip about this. They're eating, they're drinking, they're smoking, they're picking yeah. their nose, they're playing a video game with their left foot, they're practicing self-abuse they're practicing witchcraft they're doing miles an hour smiling at everything the camera. but driving <laughs> <laughs> nobody's paying attention anymore that makes them like every other and, driver on i-35 on the way here and you as a fellow motor- motorcycle driver should know this when you're riding and you look around at the traffic around you when you're when you're on your bike no one's paying attention it is you become very very sensitive to that oh yeah yeah, the amount of people that I I saw you know on their freaking phones while doing seventy on I thirty five were uh, and they're staring down at their lap. Yeah, they're staring down at their lap. And you're it's thinking, uncomfortable. I'm happy that your your text conversation so much more important yeah. than my safety. Yeah, say hi to Lulu. It, 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 it is thirteen it? on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, whatever the jack leg. <laughs> Love yeah. you, mean it. No, okay. I'm anyway, I'm so you were saying? Uh, I think there was more here. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were we talking Did about? We digress just a bit. Uh, um, Mustang birthday. Amongst other of the the same stuff, uh, more likely we may end up getting a V8 hybrid LS powertrain, uh, and I do believe they're using the LS on that one. LS swap. Uh, no, the rear engine. No, uh, less suck. They are talking LS. about you know uh, the V8 real dr- rear drive with electric motors in the front, which also could even Whoa. open up to some really interesting Shelby GT500 successors. By no, they're going to make drive them all into hybrid. those stupid SUV things they did. Yeah, but they're also talking about a possible efficiency-focused Mustang hybrid, which will more likely be like the EcoBoost version. Efficiency-focused front-wheel drive Mustang yeah. hybrid electric pot-making. Well, the yeah. thing is, yeah. if you, you can, uh, if I you mean, all the power chains that you can think of in modern cars, uh, outside of not not all of them have V8s. Obviously, they're going to be V8 with Mustangs. Uh, other than that, it's going to be about what everybody. <laughs> and else this is has doing. been your happy, happy news. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I. I do, honestly, I do kind of like it because if they can get a V8 up to like 30, 
35 miles per gallon, quote unquote, uh, for effective value. And I can quit having people trying to pee down my back when I talk about how much I love big motors. That would be awesome. Well, you could do that. All you got to do is pull four of the spark plugs out of it. I would be be more interesting to see what combined power they would do between the V8 and electric motors on an all-wheel drive factory Mustang. I, I I can imagine that being exciting for a hybrid car. Well, and how many cars have we talked about over the past months, over the past couple of years, actually, where the uh, electric motors actually make them way faster and give them way more horsepower? Yeah, they that do. And torque and that, that takeoff. That I'll tell you that what, I, I honestly think it's not going to be electric cars down the road. I think it's going to be hybrids. Yeah. I really think hybrids are going to be the answer. But they'll be running on, uh, you know, he, uh, helium or yeah. uh, hydrogen. <laughs> Something hot dogs, yeah. So, thing in the middle in the back in the rear engine that you put food down. I mean, what they're talking about doing here with the hybrid Mr. Fusion, didn't you watch Back to the Future? That's the line. There you go. Uh, what they're talking about doing, like, you know, hybrid Mustang, isn't that something similar to what GM's talking about with the hybrid Corvette, possibly? Uh, I think the next the ZR1 is going to wind up being a hybrid. I think it's going to be a gas electric, just like they've talked about having a motor take up that frunk. And oh, yeah, yeah. drive the front wheels, and you know they're still talking 900 to a thousand horsepower coming out of one of those things. That's going to be amazing too, actually. So that'll be interesting. I, I'm so I'm so glad we came to the dance club today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can tell we're live well, and we're got outdoors. That, got that boom boom going. Yeah, we got. Uh, what are you going to do? I guess I don't know. Well, coming up next, we're going to have a plethora of people that we're going to talk to about the cars that they brought, about uh, the companies that they brought, like Aero Aeromotive and more. Corey said he'd go tackle a couple. Well, yeah, we're going to bring it on and share with you a wonderful day here at the Liberty Memorial. It is so. Stupidly nice. It it's turned out so good. It's like in the eighties, man. I, I really thought I was going to be a scorcher today. And that little nice breeze that keeps coming by is wonderful. <laughs> you mean the fan under the table? Well, that helps too. Well, <laughs> kid, <laughs> you. We're going to chat about crazy cool cars at a crazy cool place. It is the Great Car Show, and we are at the Liberty Memorial with Driven Radio Show. One of our guests here today, as we record live at the Liberty Memorial in downtown Kansas City, for the Great Car Show, and it is great. Brett, have you seen? Uh, have you seen anything that you're like, oh, I want that? Yeah, I, I watched every stinking Corvette pull in here. <laughs> every damn one of them. You know, earlier on one of the uh, Facebook reels, I had mentioned that vehicle that we passed, and I was dead wrong. I, I called it a Studebaker again. It's no. not a Studebaker. It was, and now I'm blanking. Out. It was that green one with the doors that slid into no, no, the that's, front fender. No, no, that's a Kaiser Darren. Kaiser Darren, that's right. It was a Kaiser Darren and stunning. Uh, I wasn't 100% sure the doors actually slid in. I was feeling a little... Uh, no, and if you look at it from the side, the doors are not that deep. They're about 18 to 24 inches. They're not that big. Right. But you open them, and they come in and forward and slide into the front fenders. Yeah, kind of like the expensive uh, uh, doors you find in some of the nicer houses. Oh, the very, very nice yes, one. Oh, I've got pocket cars on my car. <laughs> oh, Except nice. it's on my super cool car. Yeah, yeah. Like very cool car. Special from Paris, France. You know, marvelous. <laughs> Now, as we uh, you need to in- introduce that fourth voice here. 
As we talk with uh, people in and around uh, the the event, it's wonderful here. We have with us Brett Enzo Olenhaus, and Brett is with Aeromotive from aeromotiveinc.com. It's straight out, out of Lenexa, and a local company who makes really cool parts for your car. I like cool parts. I, I went, like. I went onto the website last night because I was looking at, at the event here and trying to make sure I had my bearings right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And as I looked on your website and went to your about page, tell us, uh, tell us more about what the company is doing for performance vehicles because your about page made me just amazed at what you guys are doing. What do you do, and why do you do it? And tell us about all the cool things. Tell I'm, us about your toys. <laughs> we want to know about your toys, Enzo. I'm, I'm flipping through the catalog here, and I'm trying not to drool on the mic. Well, I mean, yeah. Basically, we cater to what we do. So we are there. We are at the events. I mean, when Steve Matusik was still with Aeromotive, he would have his Pro Mod car at the events, and people would be like, hey, I've got this issue. How can you guys fix it? He'd bring it back, and we'd address it. We would be the guy that fixed customers problems nice so we would address you know for your f-150 truck hey i want to start adding more power to it what can you do to keep it stock that sleeper look and, and so, yes i absolutely do let's have that conversation let's have that conversation <laughs> we're <now>. about to <laughs> okay when you t- talk about adding stuff and it still looks stock uh give us a specific a specific example of something that you you build in lenexa uh, right here in the in the beautiful U.S., and that uh, will will help our vehicle have more power. Uh, right now, a big thing is our Generation Two tanks, which is basically a factory style replacement tank, but it has upgraded uh, baffling inside of it and a bigger fuel pump in it. So most guys that do like LS swaps and their their uh, uh, we were just talking about that LS last swaps and their and their Mustangs, you know, uh-huh. Antichrist swap there. Uh, <laughs> You can add the extra power to it, even if the guys that want to hit it with a turbo or supercharger or even do a standard old 450 carb, you know, just whatever works. But if you're adding baffles to those tanks when you're going around corners or under heavy acceleration, heavy braking, it keeps from fuel, having fuel starvation that is issues. Correct. Yes, yes, definitely. So the guys that like to enjoy their Mars. cars, not park it in the garage <laughs> and have their wife yell at them about it, there is that nice. awesome option for it. Well, if your wife's yelling at you about it, you married the wrong girl. Now, Corey, would that no. work in your... Uh, your other Porsche, your other German car, because uh, you like to go to rallies and perhaps uh, push. Corey's uh, got 11 I, I, German cars. You're gonna I, have I to don't narrow quite it have down. that much power to where I think I'm starving anything as of yet. <laughs> so I think we're doing okay with that. Now I will like to say, so these are just like pumps and tanks, or or both. Uh, they're, they're they're tanks with the pumps installed into them, okay. but we do have standalone now, units as well. Um, now, we've got external ones, you know, carbureted style, T style, inline. Yeah submersible, in-tank, brushless, mechanical, Art. depending on what kind of power so you're So if you wanted to, to add so. turbo to a, a Vanzilla and wanted to be able to take corners without starving it... I if might, you, if I you might go need cornering... Might need a, do you make it for the Sprinter van? If you're starting to no. corner in the Sprinter van, you've got some issues, Jack. Corey, if you well, have enough money, they'll from, make it for the Sprinter van. From my understanding, you know, when you, when people are getting a, to more power and, and just really trying to, you know, stretch it out there, they're always going for that E85 tunes as for well. Sure. Is yes. this E85 safe with these? We do as well? have E85 safe stuff. Yes, we do. All right. Well, there you go. Because I know, I know, just like not every factory setup can take E85 because right. it's very corrosive. Am I yeah. right? For sure. Okay. Yes, definitely. I mean, that's what it seems with the bigger thing with gas prices being so expensive and everybody wants to still go racing, so they tried to find the most cost-effective way to do it, so E85 is the way to go. That's right. 
Now, Brett, uh, or I'm going to call you Enzo so I don't screw up here. Um, Enzo, hey, 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 hey. With, uh, with the products that you have, are there only specific models that you're doing right now? Or kind of like I mentioned just a, a few seconds ago, it made me think, do you do also do custom builds? We did do custom builds at some time. We're trying to bring that back into fruition where somebody would call us up. Hey, I've got... A 65 Corvette. A 65 Corvette. I've got an Opel you GT. A 66 Chrysler because you cannot... It was a one-off for their gas tanks, and you cannot find them. Yeah. You just use a 55-gallon barrel. You'll be fine. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's what they come with, isn't it? You, you and that wheeled aircraft carrier. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> no, I mean, that's something that we look to into a lot, and we probably should start doing it again because not everybody, like you said, can get stuff easily anymore in the aftermarket. I, I hate to interrupt the interview. A good friend of the show, because he keeps all my crap running, is uh, Daryl Ossipik has wandered up here. We're going to put him in the hot seat here in a minute. But uh, Daryl, stick around for this. Here's some toys you might need. <laughs> good to see you. I have to bitch, about you, bitch at you more about Corvette stuff. <laughs> so Enzo, uh, for being able to get these, is the best thing to do is to go on the website or do we call? What are, what are the ways of contact? Either, either way is preferable. You can do it on the website. You can give us a ring if you want to talk to somebody in person. We have people that answer the phone, for me, example, or other tech guys that are also sales guys that can help you out. If you wanted to have them spec a system out for you, if you have a certain application, you just give us a ring. I mean, we're also available through most distributors like Summit Racing or Jags or Speedway or anybody like that. Oh, big boys. Um, Look at you guys. There's, there's lots cool. of options out there. It just kind of depends on how personal you want to get or if you have a favorite place you like to buy from. We're going to have to put Enzo together with Daryl and figure out all of my craps in. <laughs> and who was our buddy with the uh, uh, with the orange Firebird that he, he oh, takes oh, oh. out and, and races on uh, on the car lot? Yeah. Um, our buddy out of DeSoto. Yeah, I know. I'm dr- I'm, I, I follow him on Facebook, too, and he's been having trouble I, I, with that I, Firebird, but you would be the, one of the perfect people for him to talk to because he just, like, he just and, had his... And we need to put them together. Absolutely. I'm having a senior moment. I'll come up with his name here as soon as we're done talking. Like Castle Motors or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Dunn. Nailed it. Kevin Dunn. Uh, He custom machines all kinds of stuff for a 67 or 68 Orange Firebird that he he tracks. It's a track car. And uh, Kevin's also a mechanical engineer by trade. Okay. So... He's made the car into something that nobody ever dreamed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really odd to think of a car that big. Pretty uh, incredible stuff. Being a, a track racer, and he gets on it. It's crazy. <laughs> he absolutely does, and he's completely rebuilt the car in the last year. So probably somebody that we ought to put you together with. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm an idiot, um, tell me about how the um, how, how these products, uh, when I saw on your website how it, it can take something from 1,000 horsepower up to 1,200, 1,300, how, how do these things help with that, and how long do they last? I mean, Jeez, if they're this high performance, don't they want wear out pretty quick? out of my truck. No, that's like, that's like a big thing, is is one of our goals, like for example, like our old bread and butter A1000, we've got one that's on a car that's been on there for 187,000 miles. Oh, God. And the only reason we had it come back is because we wanted to actually see the fuel pump itself. See what 187,000 miles looks like, like on one of your and products. They, and they were just basically just polished up internals from just being used. Just from the guy driving it. And I think it was like an Impala or something crazy like that. Nothing nothing super fancy. Now, did um, he push it a little bit too? He pushed it a little bit, um, but he drove it pretty much every day, you know, to and from work or whatever. But he enjoyed the car that he spent his money on. And that's what we're about. We want to see longevity and durability out of our products. And that's what we build it for. Nice. Have, have, do you... Have, 
do you own something that you put one of these in? Do I own it? Like, do I actually pay for it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I did notice you do have a page where if people are... Uh, I just found it to... in my trunk. It came home with me. I don't know what happened. I got some, like, five-finger discount from it. I don't know. <laughs> if uh, if you want uh, Aeromotive to sponsor your vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, you can talk to them about it. And it's even the application is right there on the website. So what did you put yours in? I actually did one of our diesel lift bumps because diesel is kind of like my thing. It's kind of just a little hobby I mess around with. And we hadn't had it out that long, and I kind of wanted to see what it was all about. So do I you it, roll? What's that do coal? for you? Uh, it's you know. Enzo? It's, do I roll coal? No, Are I mean you that's one just of those? that's just wasting money out the pipe. Good man. I want to go faster. I don't want to waste time <laughs> sitting there chooching along. Speaking of go faster. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the uh, what was the end result? How much do you think you got? Uh, your I got out? a lot better fuel economy, and the pressure to the actual injection pump was just rock solid. Nice. Which was, which was one of the big things with the type of diesel I had. It needed. It needed that pressure, or I was going to start spending thousands of dollars on injection pumps. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so it wasn't just a performance add-on; it's actually a prolonging, yes, you yes, know, upgrade that you can do for your engine to longer life, better efficiency. Yeah. yeah. What What more do you want there? Right. Oh, yeah. Baffled sure. tank, so you can take those corners like a biatch, <laughs> <laughs> and then some. Well, you know, if you're interested in uh, getting your horsepower up a little bit or prolonging the engine by not having it have to suck so hard on your fuel straw, uh, this is the place to go. It's Aeromotive, A E R O M O T I V E, A E R O Aeromotive, and go to aeromotiveinc.com. Uh, ask for Brett Enzo Olinhouse. Tell him uh, the squirrely dudes from Driven Radio Show sent you. That way he'll be prepared. Hey, 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 he'll hey, understand hey. how to talk to you. He'll be like, oh, hold on. Let me speak let for me yourself, back up my Mister. Language a little bit. <laughs> Dumbing down. I'm sorry. Terms. You're stuck in this boathouse too. Uh, Aeromotiveinc.com and uh, uh, yeah, the phone number. You'll figure it out if you go to the website. So, Brett, uh, thank you so much yeah, for no uh, stopping by down here on this beautiful day. This As, really did turn out nice. Yeah, it's it's. It's cloudy. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, heavens. Yeah, I'll Thank take you. That. Otherwise, we would be here deep frying. Yeah. But uh, it ended up. It's gorgeous. Enjoy the uh, the amazing cars, and of course, the World War One Memorial. And it's also raising funds for for the memorial and the Kansas City Automotive Museum. Lots of great reasons, and great people like Enzo here uh, to chat with. And we'll talk about more coming up here on Driven Radio. Walking around here, enjoying this beautiful day at the Liberty Memorial in downtown Kansas City for the Great Car Show, and it is great. It's fantastic. It really There's is. lots it of really cool stuff great, here. It's properly named. Yeah, it was <laughs> a great. Well car monikered. Show. Uh, we, you run into people, and you just chat about this and that, and that's one of the best things about car shows. We've talked about this before: is just how nice the people are, and the conversations you can have, the things you can find out. And with what uh, Jerry made the mistake. I mean, Jerry. Uh, walked by. Well, and, the, and we, and the, the problem with Jerry was he brought such a subtle car. Yes. Something that you wouldn't really eat. Kind of lose it in a parking lot. Just a, a screaming yellow new Ferrari. You know, there's hundreds of them. They're everywhere. No, they're everywhere. everywhere. But this one's unique. And Jerry Shapiro is joining us. Jerry is uh, a Kansas Cityan. 
has seen uh, the fast lane here in KC for a number of years. Number. Judging and, from the Carsey zone, he's been in the fast lane for a number of years. You are not wrong. And that's one of the things we wanted to pull out of Jerry and get some of the stories here on tape uh, so that the police can come by and find him finally. <laughs> on tape? Uh, <laughs> you, you just, you just tip your hat, sir. You're... You just told everybody there's, how old you are. There's some retired officer out there going, That's the one! I have it on tape! I finally got him! Uh, Jerry Shapiro stopped by. We were talking originally about a 2023, uh, G, or I'm sorry, 2022 812 GTS Ferrari that wow. you've got. Can you tell us about this vehicle that you purchased? Well, this vehicle was ordered in December of 2021 from a gentleman that ordered another car, an SF90, and gave me his application for this car. So I only had to wait until the car was built in October of 2021. Do you know how lucky you are? Evidently, I am lucky to buy this car in as short a period of time as I've had. Uh, There was a gentleman who stopped by here at the table that had uh, uh, just bought and had just had delivered to him his massive brand new uh, Corvette uh, and beautiful vehicle. And he's like, I drove it for a month and I got an engine light. And it's back in the shop already. And it took him a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, what was he doing? He, that's what I asked him too. That's a pretty proven drivetrain, that 6.2 in the, in, the, uh, in the Corvette, that LT. Yeah, especially if it's an unmolested engine. It was a 2023 C8. And the, the fact of the you matter said molested. is. Fact of the matter is, first uh, first several months you cannot drive, you cannot get That's the revs over uh, thirty five hundred. It will not let you for the first five hundred miles. My what? son, my Interesting. son had won't let you do it. Yeah, he That's, had a two thousand twenty two. Was a two thousand twenty three C eight. Yep. When he took delivery on it after about a year, he could not get the hood to latch. Fix there was a recall with those. Yes, they had to fix the software on it. And then he got so upset with the car, he took it, and he sold the car to a dealer here in Kansas City, and he made quite a bit of money. (laughs) So this 812 GTS Ferrari, this 2022, tell us the things that you love about it, like the reasons why you bought this beautiful car. Well, first of all, it was my last Ferrari. I have several, and I like this car because... It was one of the second cars they built from 1969, Daytona, which has a large V12 engine in it, Mm -hmm. and I never have had a yellow car. So I bought it and ordered it, and I'm very, very happy with it. Jerry, they make yellow Hyundais, Jerry. They've made them for a long time. No, they don't. You waited this they long for it. They're, they're if, that's your, if that's your criteria for buying a car. Okay, it's a yellow, beautiful Ferrari, and you were just about to say... The little bugs get all over the yellow because they think it's a sunflower. <laughs> and as far I as I'm concerned, that. I, had a yellow car once. I don't want to be a bug. I want to be a car <laughs> owner. And this car is wonderful, except... It's got way too many options that I can't figure out on it yet. <laughs> it's we, like drive, trying uh, to program a freaking microwave. Yeah, well, we had previously discussed the glove box. Tell us about the, the, oh, the, the saga of the glove box. Ferrari wants to make sure that you get the car and don't sell the car. as a gray market car to make some money. Sure. So my ordering gentleman from Houston calls me and says... We want to have a picture of your license number 
and your registration. So I took a picture of my license number. So I tried to get the glove compartment open to get the registration, which I shouldn't put in there in the first place. Ah. Since there's a lot of fraud going on. Anyway, I couldn't get it open. I called my man that I ordered the car from in Houston. He didn't know how to get it open either. Well, so then I you called, don't get to have it. I called another dealer in St. Louis, which had just put a new Ferrari dealership in. His name was Adam. And I said, Adam, I can't get this glove compartment open. He says, you're in luck. We have an A12 on our showroom floor. I'll be more than happy to find out for you. And he did. <laughs> and he found out that it was number 6,500 on the option list. <laughs> and he found out, after all the options he went through, he found out it said glove box on it. And it did not have a check market. Did not have a check. Oh, it. no. Well, he figured that was the valet. Oh. So the valet could not get into the glove box. So they've got a setting on the glove box that won't, disallows people from getting in so that a potential valet at a restaurant won't dig through your stuff. Exactly. So I had to put a check <laughs> by the glove box in the informant center to open the glove box. And believe it or not, it opened the Holy glove cow, who the fuck is? And I called my man. What a bunch of little much. In Houston, yeah. And I told him, Paul, guess what? That's what you have to do to get the glove box open. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what it would be to roll down a window. Do you have to option those know. out too? I could not believe the man that ordered wait, my Wait car a second. I need 25 know. minutes. I got to call Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. I can't get to my registration. <laughs> so, okay. So, it's it's got some complications in the setup you have to go through a super manual and a this and a that and a click and a clack however when you get behind the wheel what's the experience like when you just get on it and get down the road it's a monster tell me about it what's it it like it's got so much power what does that thing put out 800 horsepower 800 800 v12 and it puts out actually 785 but they call it 800 I was at a grocery store the other day with two young men there. They were probably 20, 21 years old. And they asked me one question. Sir, would you please start it for me? Yes. And I said, yes, I'll be more than happy to. And when I started it, they went into convulsions. (laughs) They loved it so much, it was very loud. Fantastic. Now, this is not your first Ferrari. No, it's not. And it's not your first rodeo with fast vehicles. What's probably the fastest one you've driven, and where did you drive it fast? Probably the fastest car I've ever driven was a ZR1 Chevrolet Corvette back in about 1992. And I won't say anything about the car other than I had it for five years and I sold it in 1995. Now, we had a previous conversation about that, and much to my chagrin, you said it wasn't what you had hoped it would be. That's part of it. Okay. Now, okay, how, uh, and this is all allegedly. <laughs> how allegedly fast did you go in that car? Uh, about 145. <laughs> That's pretty fair. That's, That's pretty fun. fair. That was my top speed for that car. Allegedly. Now, that wasn't my top speed on a Ferrari, Okay. Oh, okay. I had a Ferrari that did a little better than that. 
Do tell. Uh, much better. And where were you? Here. You got us all on the edge. Was it on a track? On the edge of our seat. Without telling us the number. <laughs> was now. it down Troost? I mean, you got to tell us where. Oh, where were you going? If I tell you, the police will be out there tomorrow. <laughs> there is a statute of limitations on these somewhere, things. I imagine. Oh yes. yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Allegedly, in Mexico, once upon a time, you went. In the Never so, Never Land. So, Jerry, you heard that a guy in a Ferrari went how fast on what and uh, what part of Kansas City? I heard the gentleman went 160 miles an hour on 150 highway. That's pretty Damn. fair. That's that's trucking right along, <laughs> especially considering 150 highway ain't the greatest piece of road ever. Especially that's back. True. Oh my I, goodness, I'm guessing you see ben, the flaws yeah. in the allegedly see the flaws in that highway at a very high rate of speed. I don't know. I haven't been that fast. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? Uh, which Ferrari and what year was this person allegedly driving? It might have been around a. Uh, I think he was driving a four fifty eight Spider. That'll do it. Now, now I know you say this is your last Ferrari, right? Statute of limitations, but not your first. Not my first. How many have you owned, and how many do you still own? I've owned uh, five, and I have four. What were they? What 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 all Ferraris have you had? You want his address too? You gonna drop yeah. by after Absolutely. dark? Absolutely, absolutely. I heard I'll the dinner was. If you want to know, oh, yeah. I have a I've had a three twenty eight GTS that I bought in eighty eight. I've got a I had a three sixty Spider that I bought in two thousand four, which is gone. I traded that for California T, which I love. Okay. Uh, I've got a 458 Spider that I think is a wonderful car. Yes. But it's and never gone 160 miles an hour never. on 150 no, Highway. No. Never, why, never, why, never. Why would you do that? No. Yeah. And I've got the yellow Monster. And it is retina searing yellow. It's Beautiful. a gorgeous yellow. That's Ray Charles could yellow. see that car from four blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Spyro, thank you so much for taking time to, with us today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and thanks for bringing out that wonderful car. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, welcome back to Driven Radio Show, coming to you live from the Great Car Show at Liberty Memorial in Midtown, Kansas City. We're here with the gentleman who is my car wizard. He keeps all of my crap rolling. He's your Corvette whisperer. Oh, God. He's had enough of my 65 Corvette. He doesn't even (laughs) like looking at the car anymore. (laughs) Mr. Daryl Ossipik of Ossipik Automotive in Merriam, Kansas. Daryl, welcome to Driven Radio Show. Thanks for having me. Well, we kind of cornered you on this, but <laughs> you did do. Thanks that. for forcing me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Fell for the trap. And I, I did take the time to tell you my eight latest problems with the '65. It's the car that never fails to fail. How's everything down at the shop, pal? Uh, it's been hot and long hours, and. Uh Working on another Corvette, a friend oh, no. of yours. So oh no! Oh. Thanks for sending that one. Sorry about that. Okay, I want to hear <laughs> about it. Give what, us the dirty, the what, down and dirty. What are you working on? What on year it? is this one, and uh, can you yeah, say who you it got? belongs to? We can leave the name out of it. It's Smart. a '78 Corvette. Is that, it bright uh, yellow? 
Well, yeah. Maybe. Okay, I know that gentleman. He hasn't paid me yet, so I'm Yeah, don't mention his name, his name, name yet. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put an engine in that car that did a lot of body work and kind of custom body work and paint, and it looked nice. Yeah, I've tried to trade him um, out of that car a couple times. There's a word Why until... Yeah, you open the hood and somebody well, didn't spend as much time on the engine compartment as uh, did. Because I was dying to have another bright yellow so Corvette. It looked, it looked better than it ran, <laughs> it sounds like. Well, a bunch of stuff that somebody didn't spend much time on putting together. You got but that's not off. that's what? not uncommon, particularly in cars that I bring you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for, yeah, I noticed that, Brett. For, fortunately <laughs> yeah. for Daryl. I got rid of the 61 Impala after he made it right, and he's in the process of making the 65 right, and he made the 60 Corvette so right that now it doesn't break anymore. That's why I keep bringing stuff back to him. When he gets done with it, it's right. I'm sure he's going to retire on what I'm doing and what I keep bringing him. I retired last week, so I guess I won't be able to work on your blue one. <laughs> I know where well, you live. By retire, live. we mean put new tires on it. No, you're, you're never leaving the shop. Yeah, hey, I'll speaking of which, I have a certain silver Corvette that needs to come to you and do the tire swap. Okay. So, but And oh, it's boy. firing on 7 right now. So, not real sure what happened. We just let it sit too long. Well, we just take them as they come. Daryl does work on on everybody's daily drivers, but he always has cool projects going on. What's in the shop right now that's we're talking about? Well, I just got rid of my nephew's 88 Land Rover Defender. A car he affectionately refers to as the boomerang because it keeps coming back. <laughs> Australian well, engineering. It is a Land Rover. <laughs> it yes. is a Land Rover. And, uh, Kind of like your stuff. We're working our way through it the best we can. <laughs> I now, did try to make him feel better because they have one at a Ford dealership that's got a $105,000 price tag on it. Oh and my it's got goodness. paper towels underneath it to catch all the leaks, too, on the showroom floor. So. Yeah, well, uh, that, you know, the, that's why the Brits don't make TVs. They can't figure out how to get them to leak oil. Well, you know. Uh, it's what sweat and horsepower, mm-hmm. and that I what you call it. Uh, they're, they're pretty easy to fix. On you just got to replace everything with non-British parts. <laughs> the theme today seems to be LS swap. Uh, yeah, LS, there you go. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just put that out there. New yeah. wires, new new everything, new new drivetrain. What's train. the hardest part about working on that? Getting parts. There's only one source on parts on that thing, and you, you can't look any parts up yourself. And uh, he was kind enough to buy a service manual because that would be the only one we'd ever use it on. <laughs> Gee, so I'm not the only one who spent hundreds yeah, on service manuals? Yeah, you're not the only one. But uh, if you're going to have us work on unordinary stuff for what we normally see, you know, not Chrysler minivans and different things, uh, sometimes the information helps. Now, you're wearing a Skater Powerboats shirt. And we don't normally talk about boat stuff, but you do happen to have a really interesting boat in your shop. Can you tell us a little about it? Well, uh, it's a boat I've owned for probably at least 15 years, but uh, bought it. uh, It's a 140-mile-an-hour, 36-foot Douglas Marine Skater. It has twin 1,000 horsepower, (laughs) supercharged intercooled engines. Uh, uh, Whoa, what was the number you said again? It starts with a one, and then there's a comma. (laughs) (laughs) One forty mile an hour. Is that the number we're talking about? Thousand horsepower. I think is talking about the horsepower. Two of them. A pair of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Let's make sure I heard you right. Those aren't Evan Roods. They're Evan Ruder. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, there's people that put a lot more horsepower in those boats, but uh, some of them have died with the with, with the extra horsepower. Oh, uh, you yeah. think? But, uh, yeah, it's stable up to 140, and that's probably close enough for me. Yeah, water's hard at 140 miles an hour, just saying. Like concrete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid um, living down in Branson, Missouri, my uncle, my uncle Richard, ran the Army Corps of Engineers down there. He ran the dam. And there were a bunch of those boat races we went to uh, down there right next to Table Rock Dam. And it was amazing. Watching like the, the the twin hole thing flying across the water and a few of them doing that somersaulting, but uh, those are those are hella cool. Now, have you taken it out on the water? Have you gotten it up to speed? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Last time I had it out, uh, friend and I took a pass down. We go to the Lake of the Ozarks, the Gravaway Arm. Uh, 100 mile an hour one direction and he got his phone out and took a picture of the tack and the speedometers and on the way back i hit 120 and he didn't have his phone out i said that was the one you're supposed to take the yeah, it's hard to take of. pictures while you're screaming well he wasn't screaming but i think he sat back down at his seat a little farther yeah. so. <laughs> gonna take him three days to get that upholstery out of him <laughs> Now, we had fun. In addition to the boat, Naga hide bikini. <laughs> those poor Nagas. <laughs> in addition to the boat, Daryl's got lots of other really cool, interesting toys, and one of them is a Cav GT40 replica with a. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it a stroker motor in it? Yeah, it's a Ford Racing 347. And about what does that put out? About 500 horsepower. In a car that weighs? About 2,000 pounds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoopie doopie. That one's fun, Did too. you say power to weight? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We parked Rondo's 92 Corvette next to that, and that car is so tiny it made that Corvette look kind of fat and stupid. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I've I've ridden in that car, not overly fast, but fast enough to convince me I really want that car. I want that car a lot. That's the one you've talked about, isn't it? The, yes, the it one is. That is stupid, scary. Yes, and it you, is. But you still want it. Uh huh. Okay, you're you're the one. That's a common okay. thread with me. If it's stupid and scary, that's something I want in my garage. <laughs> that's why I bought it. And <laughs> hey, what'd you let it go for? Come on, talk to us. Talk to nah. us. Give us some numbers here. Come on. I I, I think it's going to be a, a pretty princely six-figure sum it is an incredible car it makes unbelievable sounds and it is stupid fast yeah and it it wastes no time getting up to speed daryl also has a lot of other really cool toys he's a corvette fiend like i am he has several of those laying around daryl has kept all of my stuff running for 25 years he's worked on everything i own including the schadenfreude express oh my god that that car's maddening to work on and i kind of feel bad when i take it to him but he's made everything work he's the one that transformed the 61 impala from a bucket of problems into a legitimately quick car and a little scary because you you're having fun and then you start looking for the cops <laughs> so <laughs> daryl glad you came on the show been dying yeah. to have you on it's fantastic to see you and i apologize i'm calling you tomorrow 
I got problems. <laughs> I need you. Notice that was a plural. Uh, yeah. We're closed on Monday. Well, Daryl, <laughs> besides being retired, yeah, Daryl is the Corvette whisperer. He knows how to fix all of the stuff that I run into, and I can't thank you enough. And Daryl and his lovely wife Lori, always happy to see you. Always oh. happy to take care of you. Ossipic Automotive down on Merriam Drive in Merriam, Kansas, 913-831-3613. You got a website? Funny how I know that off the top of my head. <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment and, uh, of course, all the money you spent. Yeah, well, that you pay in cash. And, 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 and I can't let Daryl go without him telling me my favorite quote, something he tells oh, yes. me every time I bring my car in. He says, we can fix it no matter how much it costs. That's right, by God. <laughs> Daryl, thanks so much for being with us. We are live at the Kansas City World War I Memorial, the Liberty Memorial, for their great car show. Uh, Driven Radio Show is enjoying the day out here. Uh, the people, the the vehicles are amazing. Now, one of them that we've mentioned several times, and I've I've like I cannot I can't leave today without talking to the owner, whoever owns this. And luckily, JB was sitting right near the car, and and I had to wait in line because there are so many people looking at this and chatting with JB about this vehicle. It's JB Hodgson, and JB. What year is this Kaiser? It's a 1954. They made uh, 434 of them by Kaiser. That was the last year they actually were in business. They had a few leftover cars, the regular cars, uh, that they sold in 55. But they call them 55s, but they were 1954s. This car, uh, Kaiser Duren, was uh, built in 1953 and introduced two days before the Corvette. And, oh, it got eclipsed, didn't it? And yes, and Kaiser did not have enough dealerships to get the cars really introduced, and so people didn't know about it. But had they been able to, now, of course, Corvette started out with their Stowbolt 6, and this, they've made a little change in their regular uh, uh, motor so that it's what they call an I-block. It's got the overhead valve for intake and the in-head valves for exhaust. Very interesting engine, and it's a whole 85 horsepower. And the normal one, I've got a regular Kaiser sedan, 1954, that's got the supercharger on it, and that came from the factory with a supercharger. It gave them, uh, the regular engine was 100 horsepower, and with the supercharger, it was 140. So it really increased it. And Kaiser tried to buy Oldsmobile engines from General Motors, but they wouldn't sell them to them. Had they gotten the Oldsmobile engine, the V8, Chrysler didn't have enough money at that time to do a lot of research and all that, so they never did have a V8 engine. But had they had a V8 engine... I don't know if you've ever seen any of the regular Kaiser bodies, regular Kaisers. Oh, yeah, yeah. 1954, they had. They were one of the first ones to have a padded dash, totally padded dash. 
and a windshield that theoretically popped out. If you hit something, instead of your head going through the windshield or whatever, the windshield would pop out. Now yours, your Darren, uh, speaking of, let's start with that, that windshield. I, I'm going to give a quick description that's in my own humble opinion. It looks like a stretched European vehicle, something super classy. You should have these big, big sunglasses. She's wearing the scarf, and it's flying out back, and he's still smoking a pipe while driving it somehow. Uh, it's it, built on a Henry J frame. On a Henry J? Seriously? Uh-huh. I'll be doggone. The, uh, okay, Danger Mouse. If anybody's ever seen uh, the cartoon Danger Mouse, you look at the vehicle that Danger Mouse drives, and this so much reminds me of it. Yours is a, is that pistachio? What is that color? I've got it on the, on the, uh, uh, on your uh, info list. sheet? That's, yeah, the info sheet that's under, behind the windshield. I can't remember. Uh, pine tent. Pine tent. Oh, pine tent. Yeah. And that's original, right? That's the car. Yeah, that's what they called it, and it's an original color. What's amazing is... Ten at a time. Ten? Uh-huh. On a, a fiberglass. And they're, uh, as opposed to a Corvette, they've got a piece of steel in the back fender that keeps it from cracking where the, kind of, the, all the body comes together. Right. And you, if you notice Corvettes, after they've got a lot of mileage or a lot of uh, weather changes and things... They'll usually have a little paint crack, or or the fiberglass itself will start to crack right. around the back fender, and these won't because they have a piece of steel in them. I don't know exactly because I've never seen one off of the frame, but thank heaven. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> Fortunately, mine won't be. I hope. <clears throat> but anyway, they were well designed, well built, and since they had the Henry J. Kaiser. It was a shortened Kaiser because it was a little compact car, and this worked uh, well on that kind of a frame. Made a nice-looking sports car out of it. It sits surprisingly low, uh, and the front end is actually a little higher than the back. There's a reason that we're going to get to that, which I think is one of the most beautiful elements of this vehicle, uh, besides the front end. I, I love that tiny grill in the middle. Yeah, the heart shape. Ah, it's beautiful. Okay, the uh, the color, this uh, pine pine tent, is all the way through it. The dashboard's pine tent. Even the seats are color matched to the rest of the vehicle. The carpet is kind of a butterscotch, like a dark butterscotch and uh tell us about the the power plant it's a six cylinder what's the displacement and is it a three speed uh three speed with overdrive so you know are you familiar with overdrive not on a three speed i'm thinking that's just fourth isn't it most most cars from 49 to call it 60 uh before the automatic transmission really took hold. Almost everybody wanted an automatic once they were perfected to the point where they really worked. (laughs) Power flight Uh, my butt. (laughs) Yeah, right. So, uh, excuse me, the um, overdrive, when it's in in overdrive mode, it freewheels up to about 22 to 24 miles an hour. Then you hear the electric solenoid kick in, and when you let off the gas, it shifts into the next gear. 
you can do that in low, second, or high if that's what you want to do. <clears throat> and then under the accelerator is a switch that when you push it all the way down, it kicks it back in to a lower gear so you have a passing gear. It's really good because, like this car, uh, you know, is geared relatively low, and in overdrive, it'll run along 75, uh, just like any modern car, and without over-racing the engine. It does have a top, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, I had, uh, I've got Parkinson's, so I don't get around a whole lot. I have to be um, real slow and all that. Right. Anyway. Uh, you weren't slow on I-35, let me tell you. I don't know what JB's <laughs> trying to put down here with that, because, no, that thing was scooting right along. Yeah, it, it, it drives along 70 miles an hour just like a modern car because of the overdrive. Right. And it doesn't take a lot of power. It's only 185 horsepower. Or, I'm sorry, 85 horsepower. So it doesn't have a whole lot of power. But it'll scoot right along with the overdrive. Um I forgot now where were oh, we? Oh, the top. Oh, yeah, we thought it was going to rain. At the, oh, yeah. Yeah, it said it was going to have a terrible rain at 1 o'clock, so my two, my son was here earlier, one of my sons, and uh, this gentleman here put the top up. It's not very pretty with the top up. It just doesn't, the, the lines oh, it changes don't. changes a little, yeah. Oh, yeah, the lines don't look nearly as nice as it does with the top off. But it's relatively easy to put up. It takes a, a two guys probably 15 minutes total time. It's just a frame with a canvas top. Yeah. And it's got glassine windows in the back and screws that screw it down. And uh, you see the snaps on the front. Snaps all the way around okay. the front. And it's got uh, side curtains. Now, is, this a, is it also pistachio or a pine? Yeah, they're all oh the color. It's, it's not exact, but it's very close on the top. That's awesome. The, it's got little sidebars on the top. Okay. Makes it look kind of cute. <laughs> kind of rakish. Yes, right. The, uh, speaking of rake, the windshield. Now, I suspect, is that a plexiglass windshield? No. No? It's glass. <gasps> I the, the curve in that how how did you anyway that's a whole story in itself i'm sure the the windshield is raked back at what is that that's probably a not 45 but uh yeah that's that is surprisingly swept back i think i mentioned that kaiser and uh fraser got together kaiser was the money fraser was a designer he was an excellent designer he designed all of the body styles for both Kaiser and Frazier's. You did did an amazing job on this one. And the Darren's. Well, Darren, I don't know if you know much about Darren. He did a lot of bodies. It's named after a person. Yeah. (laughs) I just figured they pulled it out of a hat. No. Darren was a, 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 a designer, and he did a lot of cars before World War II, and then some afterwards. But you can always tell a Darren, when the door's shut, the body has a kind of a rake like this. The door is lower than the back. And then a lot of Packards, Packard Darrens, before the war and uh, afterwards, he didn't do anything for Packard uh, other than some uh, prototypes. But uh, any Packard, or I mean any, any Darren design, 
was always the same. He cut the doors down, and it, it's got a kind of a rake to the doors. Yeah, the doors actually, the line kind of swoops down, and then where the doors connect, honestly, with the back fender, uh, it suddenly comes up in a hip. So you've got this kind of slight sweep down and then this curve up. It's just beautiful. It's the only car I'm aware of ever manufactured that had uh, pocket doors. This is where I wanted to come to, and it's taken me this long because I'm just so enamored with this vehicle. The doors are pocket doors. When you open them, you, 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 uh, it's an outboard handle that you turn, and then the doors slide into the front fender. They slide forward. You don't open them out. They're not gull wings. You don't flip them up. You just katonk a little bit back and then slide them forward. They are beautiful. And when you see it uh, rolling down the road like we did when you drove by coming in here to park it and also out on uh, I-35 just cruising right along because we were uh, maybe or maybe not exceeding the speed limit to pass you. And it's like, that thing, you're out here in the, in the, in the wild. Uh, just beautiful. It's a 1954 Kaiser Darren. Do you know how many of these still exist? Uh, I really can't tell you how many exist. I know they made 434 total to start with. And then I understand that they lost about 50 of them right off the bat due to some terrible incident of like a freight car that was carrying them or something. And they uh, were too bad totally, uh, so to speak, to repair and put back on the road as they were brand new <laughs> oh that's that kind of reminds me uh, and and brett and i uh, brett especially uh just practically wept about that fire at the corvette oh, uh, factory that just yeah. wiped out so many brand new corvettes made them completely unusable yeah. you could not salvage them and the, the uh, corvette museum Oh, yeah, when, when a hole opens and swallows your museum, this is a problem. Yes, indeed. One of the things, and I'll wrap this up here because I, I was like, can I get a five-minute interview with you? And we're going on 20 uh, because that's what I do. The um, One of the things that's important to you, uh, you own apparently quite a few cars. Several, yeah. You called yourself a self-avowed car nut. So, how many cars? I call myself a collector. My wife calls me a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. How many cars do you think you have? About a hundred. And what's a? We've got a 1954 Kaiser right here. Tell me two other uh, cars you have that are really odd, collectible, beautiful cars. Uh, well, I think I mentioned the '39 Lincoln. Zephyr four-door convertible. A Lincoln Zephyr convertible. Uh, uh, you're killing me, JV. Okay, and what's the other one? I've got a uh, Jewett Phaeton, which it's fairly rare. Uh, totally. Now, a Jewett Phaeton? I'm, I'm not even familiar with that. Is that is that even remotely uh, connected to the Rolls-Royce Phaeton? No. Uh, a Jewett, uh, the fellow that owned um, Whippet, he was the president. name was Jewett, and he wanted a car with his name on it. So he made the Jewetts for uh, 22, 3, and 4, I believe, roughly. Made them for three years. Beautiful. Big cars. Two-wheel rear brakes, which most of the cars had in the 20s and before. I don't know what they thought about having front-wheel brakes, but 
there was something they thought was not a good idea. So we didn't want the car to flip over when you hit the right, brake. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> and there were drum brakes, too. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the Jewett has the shoes on the outside of the drum. Kind of unusual. Most of them had the shoes on the inside of the drum. I'm that. When you come over to see my some of my cars, you'll get a kick out of Oh, that's a date. I am so in for that. J.B. Hodgson, um, self-avowed car nut, lives here in Kansas City in the Kansas City area and uh, has brought this fantastic vehicle today uh, and such a joy. And as we've been sitting here chatting, I can't tell you how many people have stopped. They can walk around. There's, there's a Corvette, like a brand new one right next to it. There's a this and that. But where do they stop and spend time? In front of the Kaiser. <laughs> had a lot of interest in it today. And I'm one of them, I'll tell you. So thank you so much. Thank you for sharing this time with us and tell us, telling us about your vehicles. And uh, whether it's hoarding or car nutting, you keep it on. You're doing a great job, JB. Thank you very much. And that wraps up the live recordings we did down at the Great Car Show, July 17th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It happened at the Liberty Memorial in downtown Kansas City. It was a great day, a lot of great people. We didn't get to record everyone that we wanted to, but doggone it. <laughs> there were so many cool folks. We so appreciate the Kansas City Automotive Museum for letting us set up our little tent and do our little thing and hang out with cool people on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. If you missed it, don't miss it next year, and be sure to check out the Kansas City Automotive Museum's Cars and Coffee events, which happens on Saturdays every once in a while. Check them out on Facebook, look for them at KansasCityAutomuseum.com, and don't forget to look for us, Driven Radio. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, you can send an email to Brett at ReadTheDriven.com, let him know what you thought of this show, let him know what you think of all our shows, and if you've got an interesting story of your own, share it. We would love to call you, talk to you about it, find out what's cooking with your cool car. So now, sunburned and smiling, we say salute to the Great Car Show 2022, recorded live with Driven Radio. Yeah.